Okay, I'm here with Scott Dennison from Dennison Exterior Solutions and Gutter Topper in St. Joseph, Michigan. Scott, thank you for being on the gutter grind. I wanted to ask you, can you show us on the mitten where uh, where St. Joseph is in Michigan? You're all the way out there. All right. <laughs> we're, let's see here. We're actually, it's like that. We're down here, Southwest Michigan. In fact, if you, uh, I'm about a mile and a half from the shoreline in Lake Michigan. And if you go there on a clear day, you can see the skyline of Chicago. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. So, I understand that you're you're in the roofing business. You're in the gutter guard, gutter protection business. Sell a lot of gutter topper, and uh, about what percentage of your business is roofing, and about what percentage is is gutter protection? Uh, that's interesting that you say that because when I originally began, it was 100% uh, gutter protection, and very quickly I sold so much uh, gutter topper, we had to get into the gutters. I, I subcontracted that out. And so 100% at that point, which was, you know, 2003, 2004, five at that point. And my father had a home improvement business and I didn't want to compete on the roofing side uh, with him at his business. Um, and so, um, the, and this goes back to the great recession. Um, we, you know, we went from, we were, we were the top, uh, top in sales as far as gutter topper goes uh, for Tony um, and uh, across the nation and even Europe uh, and Canada. And uh, then the Great Recession hit. And uh, I can remember where I was on the phone talking, standing on the sidewalk, talking to Tony, telling him that the Great Recession was going to happen. And because uh, I had, uh, at that time, I had eight marketers who were out doing all these little events and uh, and and the they would take uh, the little smallest little gutter topper machine, put some water in it with a small little table, and uh, the the sink unit, and have a little sign up sheet, and would talk to people, uh, and sign them up for. That's how we generated our leads. Sure. And uh, then the Great Recession hit, and it was like Back to the Future. Um, you know, I it was the mass layoff. Um, uh, that was back when we would used to uh, uh, go and do the installation because everybody was working, you know, full employment. Everybody was working. Homeowners couldn't be home because they were at work. And we would install the product, leave the invoice in the door. And then I had office staff that would basically chase money all the time. And uh, that's a hard lesson to learn. And I learned it because when everybody, uh, we had done all these installations, I mean, hundreds of them. And, you know, we had about a hundred and something thousand dollars worth of uh, uh, that people owed us from installs, the second half of the payment and could never collect it. And I met Richard Collar, uh, who was a very successful, I think, of the most successful uh, roofing owner, company owner who owned a couple of roofing, few roofing companies on the East Coast, met him at a gutter topper ser uh, uh, seminar. And when he... Uh, uh, I told him what my situation was that we ha had, we, we were owed $132,000 and we had whittled that down. To, I became a bill collector sure, and whittled that down to about 85 grand. And he looked at me and says, just when you go back home, tell your, tell your, uh, your uh, accountant to just write it off. And I says, well, what does that mean? He says, he'll know what that means. Just write it off and not, and stop going out and putting that uh, and chasing negative energy and put it into new energy to create new sales. And so when that great recession hit to answer your question is that gutter protection went way down as far as leads. I mean, it was like dropping off a table. That's how I knew uh, when I was on that phone with Tony Ionelli that I'm a numbers guy. I was watching all the leads, people signing up, and all of a sudden it was just like a marble rolling it off a table. Sure. Uh, nobody was signing up, and uh, it was hard to collect money. And so that's when I shifted over to roofing. So, uh, and that's where I pretty much stayed. Um, roofing is about uh, about sixty percent of my business. And uh, the gutter topper uh, makes up uh, the balance of the, you know, about, you know, probably not the balance because gutters specifically have a little, little section of that. Sure. Um, so it's about 60-40 now, roofing, 60% roofing, 40% gutter protection. Okay. And what's the total volume you're doing? 
Uh, as far as feet? Um, as far uh, as annual sales. Uh, well, everything, it's about, uh, on average, the last four years, about uh, anything from 1.6 to 1.8. And at our peak, when we were doing uh, nothing but gutter topper and gutters, uh, we uh, we were at 3.2 million. Okay. And back then, you know, that's a lot of jobs when you think, uh, the average sale was, you know, about eighteen, nineteen to twenty-one hundred dollars for every gutter uh, cover job. Sure. So it was a lot of jobs. Absolutely. And when that Great Recession hit, uh, Tony saved me. You know, uh, we had a hundred and fifty-five jobs going into the winter when the recession actually started. Most people didn't feel it until the previous spring. Um, but we had 155 jobs that we, uh, I couldn't afford to get the material for it because people had owed me 132 grand and I couldn't, you know, I didn't have the cash. So Tony, God bless his soul, um, loaned me the money uh, by simply sending me all the material for those jobs. And then I just paid him back over the next few years. Uh, so we actually surfed off of that 155 jobs for over a year. Wow. It took that long because I, you know, I had to lay people off because you didn't have the income. And so that's when we flipped over to roofing. And uh, when you go through this process, you learn little tricks. So for people, for contractors out there who are primarily roofing, it doesn't matter really what you do. You know, you sell windows. Uh, or bath, just take the take the sink unit in and set it on the table and the homeowners will pick it up and they'll start, what's this? And they'll start playing with it and then and just be prepared to have the what it's going to cost to put gutter uh, topper or solution or whatever you recommend uh, on their on their gutters, have the price ready. And you'd be amazed at how much of that work you pick up. More often than not, you'll walk away with those windows and gutter protection. We we put the we put that price out there whether they ask for it or not, or even if they have our competitors' product on there, wow. we still do it, and that's how we get all of our work. And of course, that falls into gutters as well. So the the old assumptive close, just put it out there and and, and let them inquire about it, and of course, and they and they will they will yeah they'll, they'll they'll just automatically let's go ahead and get that done. You know, and you don't have, and that, and that basis, you really don't have to do a sales presentation. The most that we ever do is just kind of uh, give them the highlights of how it's installed and what, and what the benefit is. And most of that is keeping the husband off of a ladder. And the wife understands that because, you know, she waits on him hand and foot now. The last thing she wants to do is him sitting on the couch with a broken ankle or a leg. And now she's really got to <laughs> wait on him hand and foot. So that, that's how you sell that. It sells itself. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, selling obviously is, is one aspect of it. But, you know, before we can even get to the kitchen table to sell, we've got to generate the lead. And, you know, earlier when in the pre-call, you and I were talking and you were really speaking my language about lead generation and going to all these different fairs, festivals, events, and generating leads for gutter protection there. And also, you know, doing some canvassing door to door. So tell me a little bit about what your top lead sources are now and, and what they have been throughout the years. Okay, well, uh, when, back when we first started, um, when, when I got fired from my father's company and I had to go out on my own in 2003, um, I started uh, really, you know, sort of canvassing. I didn't knock on doors like a canvasser, but I, I went in the neighborhoods where all the trees were. And it was upper middle income uh, neighborhoods start really trying to focus on those people. Sure. And uh, um, I put them in newspaper boxes, little postcards that, that Tony gave me. And uh, um you know, got the door hangers, hung, hung the uh, items on the doors. And uh, when when we would have our installers go, they would uh, do that same item right around a job site. You put the job site sign out. So that's how I really started. Uh, and then, of course, uh, we got into, uh, because I was a member of like uh, six home builders associations, because I cover a large area, all of the counties in northern Indiana, 
and then pretty much the entire state of Michigan with the exception of about four counties that make up the Lansing area. Um, we um, would use marketers, that's what we call them. And their job was uh, we would come up, uh, my office staff would find all the little lists of anywhere where there's going to be like a car show or um, a popcorn festival, red flannel underwear festival, uh, anything where you could actually just set up a little four foot table and have the gutter machine. And uh, if we didn't have access to electricity, there usually was at that point, you know, you had an extension cord and a clipboard and the sink unit. And, uh, uh, you know, I learned very quickly, you know, you don't put your salespeople in the, uh, uh, in the booth. Right. Because they'll try to sell the job right there. And that's not the goal. The goal is to create a lead. And so um, the marketers didn't know all the ins and outs. They just knew the highlights and the benefits of the gutter topper. Focus on that. Don't give them any more information than that. And they signed up leads. And that, so that's primarily how we uh, uh, were generating leads. And then, of course, uh, I met a canvassing crew. And I uh, had the canvassing crew out uh, doing door to door. Um, problem with that uh, is, is that two of them really had, uh, especially one, Lucas, um, he had the gift. I mean, he literally, uh, I saw it in him. And so I hired him, uh, took him with me for about a week's worth of sales calls. And then he went immediately soon as he started selling, he was selling two to three times as many jobs as anybody else. But a lot of that was because he had the ability if when the lead would come in and he had one address and he would go to that homeowner and at the meeting and sell the job, then he spent the next several hours knocking on all the neighbor's doors and selling additional work. Now, there was a little, little uh, trouble with that only because he was just just the kind of person he was, he kind of a little tension deficit disorder sure. situation where he talked in circles. So uh, because he sold so much, I had to hire another uh, uh, individual in my office staff to, once he would make the sale, call the homeowner and kind of tidy things up a little bit. And uh, we were off and running. Uh, it was amazing. And so then of course, to be a legitimate contractor back in those days, you also had to be in the yellow pages. And at one time I was spending $300,000 on yellow pages. Wow. And, but I've always been into technology and this is getting to where I am today. And so, all right, uh, bought a, uh, a website, uh, had it built. Um, I eventually had a company out of uh, Buffalo, New York, Main Street Host create a website for me based off of my specifications and started to learn about web crawlers, web searching, uh, what those, especially specifically Google, because uh, 97% of the people use them, um, what keywords were. And so I learned all of, about uh, websites and how to refresh the website, upload photos, uh, do a blog, uh, enough of those. Uh, and so actually now I don't do, uh, do a couple of home shows uh, because when the great recession hit, it pretty much wiped out most of those little home shows. There's still some out there, but you know, it was again, I always call it back to the future. There just isn't, uh, uh, there's just not a lot of people signing up for stuff at, at those shows anymore to make it economically uh, worthwhile. Yeah, so, took, took quite a few of them away as well. And, and that's typically, you know, what recessions do. It takes out a lot of your small little uh, competitors, um, the people that live pay, you know, sell paycheck to paycheck, if that's what you want to call it. Um, so pretty much uh, all my leads come from my reputation, uh, uh, referrals, and um, but mainly my website because uh, I get so many hits off of my website, it's incredible. Um, but I started that uh, back in 2008, 9, 10 time period. And of course, I, I always like to, to, to 
to encourage everybody to go to my website, uh, DennisonExteriorSolutions.com. And I believe, because I, I spent three years looking at all of the websites, uh, contractor websites, and I, be, I don't think that there's one that even comes close to uh, my website now. It's, it's very dynamic. Um, and it's just a matter of keeping fresh content, content up on your webpage. Don't just put it up there and let it sit because it, uh, it, you will get blacklisted by Google meaning that they'll push you down because there's no uh, new fresh content up there. So now when people do searches in my area, we're always the top. And, and in a lot of cases, uh, you know, when you do a search, they do 10, 10 listings per page. Um, we take up seven or eight of the, of the listings, oh, wow. different pages of mine on the, on the website. So that's how I get most of mine. Um, now, uh, what you should also understand is that um, yes, uh, in uh, 2007, eight time period, we did 100, sold 162,000 feet um, of gutter topper. We were the number one um, in sales uh, for Tony uh, uh, at that time for a couple of years straight. Um, and when you go, at that time, I had like 48 people working for me. And I was really on the phone running my business the entire time, and I didn't like it. Because I wasn't out selling myself, didn't even have time to go out and check jobs, stuff like that. I had people doing that, but it's just not the same. So when the Great Recession hit, um, I, I was like, okay, I've been number one. I don't need to. I don't want to. I, I can go there again if I wanted to, but I don't want to. I'd rather have a smaller company. I'm out. I'm actually. You learn how to do more with less. And so I'm more, um, uh, you know, instead of having all these leads come from the entire state of Michigan, I have more leads in a concentrated area, simply mainly by taking care of the website. Yeah, that's great. I noticed on the website that you were a 2021 Super Service Award winner from Angie's List. And I know that that can help with you know, yes. ability, help with sales, but I mean, is it helping you generate a lot of leads? I, I yes, I get, uh, pro I receive probably uh, six to 12 leads every week. Now, granted, you know, I'm a much smaller company now and I, and I prefer it to be that way. I wouldn't mind being a little bit larger, but um, you know, I, I finally, my son came to work for me, my youngest son, because he's got he's got the gift he can walk up to anybody and uh, next you know within five minutes he's like your best friend and uh, so I've spent time taught you know teaching him and I pretty much he he does a lot of what I used to do and so that's freed me up to uh, man you know uh, set appointments for installation which we can get into in a little while um manage and make sure my website is being done properly and then i hired my daughter to do all of my social media um write blogs for me uh, she doesn't understand the business but that's what i wanted i wanted that angle of sure. being like a homeowner and not understanding the the intricacies of gutter topper so she's learning and that comes across in her writing as far as the social media posts and blogs and whatnot. And then I do my own blogs too. Okay. And so let me ask you, you have, you know, quite a bit of you know, lead generation that's digital. And in the past, what you did was a lot more face-to-face -face and out there getting it, knowing that we were probably in the face of another, you know, slowdown or maybe not, quite as much of a recession as we saw in the past, but interest rates are up, inflation's up, and you know, consumer demand is, is waning. Uh, what strategies do you have in mind for uh, combating that? Because you know, I know in the past you went more towards roofing, and you know, is that a strategy that you have planned, or do you feel like a lot of people do, that gutter protection's at such a, an average ticket size that it really does well in a down economy compared to a lot of other projects yeah well yes um now the reason why i went from six you know for 100 gutter topper to 60 40 60 being the roofing 
was only because that's the way the economy went at that time. Um, you know, my, my dad's business is closed up and uh, so I'm not even a competitor of them anymore. And so I was smart enough to buy my dad's after a year, you have to wait a year, bought my dad's uh, phone number. So I get all those, those phone calls from people who think they're calling Bob Dennison now calling uh, Scott Dennison. <laughs> they don't, they don't realize it, but you learn little things. Um, so that the, the economy really changed that. Um, you know, we've still, you know, we were, we've always been able to do about 18 to 20,000 feet in gutter protection as opposed to the 160s we were doing back in 2006 to 2009. Um, and that was just a function of the economy and then me wanting to have a smaller, uh, more efficient and more profitable company. So um, how I would do it is, is what I still do. I still do it every year is that you, you've got a database if you've been in this business for a while is you then remarket back to your existing companies, uh, customers. So, uh, for instance, what I've always done is every spring, um, I take all of the uh, people who we had sold gutter topper uh, or even now leaf terminator, anything that interacts with the shingles. And uh, we send out an oversized postcard to that list. And, of course, my list uh, is like, three or 4,000 people. Um, and for others, it might be smaller than that, but you always want to mark it back to them. And we sent out a postcard that says, I have gutter topper at the top, big bowlers. I have gutter topper. What do I do if I need a new roof? And then we put the language in there about, you know, if, if anybody else touches the gutter topper, voids the warranty. So those people call us back and say, um, well, I need a new roof. Um, what what are my options here for maintaining my warranty from gutter topper? And so that's easy. Okay. <laughs> so if you don't want the roof, now we charge $9 a foot for going out and removing. So we make two trips in that case. We go out, remove and save their gutter protection. They have the roofers come in and roof. And then we go back and put the, the gutter, uh, whether it's gutter topper or whatever, uh, put our, put the gutter topper products back on. And uh, so we're making money. All right. That's one way. The other thing is, is that if you do roofing, now you've got an opportunity to do the roof. Absolutely. And most homeowners nowadays want to hire one company. And uh, that's almost a, a lay down sale. Um, so, um, now, granted, I used to cover a, a much larger area. Technically, I'm still responsible for those areas, and we run those leads. Uh, but I charge them accordingly. You know, if I have to go over to De Detroit, I mean, I don't go looking for those leads. But if it does come to us, then you know, we charge accordingly uh, in our per foot price. Um, we don't do roofs over there, but if it's you know within an hour and a half of Southwest Michigan, uh, sometimes two hours. If they live way out in the boonies, like some people do up north, you know, um, we'll go do the roof. And I just put the guys up in a in a hotel motel, and they're there for you know three or four days, and they get paid you know to to do that. And the homeowner, you know, they they want somebody they can trust to do the installation. So. Always remarket back to your customers. And then, of course, uh, you know, like the little squirrel referral program, I've always done that. And, you know, you, you, you simply, once the job's done, and the way we've got it set up is that, uh, you know, we're, we're going to come out of there with a five-star rating. And when you get hundreds, we're almost up to 300 five-star ratings. And if you added up all of our competitors, they don't even equal 50 or 60. Um, so, People see the information on the internet. They pretty much pick who they want to hire. It's just a matter of can they afford you. And so, and so if you set the system up where they're going to be a, a, a satisfied customer, they're going to get you more work yeah. than you know the neighbor. You know, you learn how to do little things. Um, so what I was paying my daughter to do is when we would uh, sell a job and complete a job. One of my jobs is to. Uh, uh, go out and I inspect the project after you know, a week or so after it's been paid for and a job's been completed and paid for. I use my drone, 
you know, drone 750 bucks. You can take beautiful photos of the products. In fact, uh, I know that a lot of the gutter topper digital marketing are photos that I get, I get, I, you know, gave them to use. Um, you simply take a lot of photos. Um, video. Then, you know, you've got, you've got uh, social media is free. It's just a matter of, of paying somebody to do it. Sure. And I started off doing it myself. And then I, I, uh, had my daughter do it because she wanted to be a stay at home mom and I could afford to pay somebody to do that. That was more in tune with, uh, you know, the older people it's Facebook, the younger people, there's other social media like Instagram, you know, for most women. Yes. And so she knows all of that. So that's what she does. And so you get, you, you then create leads from that. Um, and when, so going back to recession, um, money gets tight. If you do excellent quality work, and that's got to be your main goal, doing it not only to customer satisfaction, but uh, uh, manufacturers' requirements. Uh, you show people that you're going to get the high ratings. People are going to seek you out when money gets tight. And just a natural evolution of, of, of charging people, um, you know, making good money. Um, you know, I used to sell gutter topper at $12 a foot. Learned really quick that uh, price isn't the, really doesn't matter as long as you build value in the product. So we went from 12 after learning uh, this sales method um, we we came back and we were selling it for twenty one to twenty eight dollars a foot, uh, and still do. But there's certain little things we'll probably want to talk about that in the sales part of this, but um, and how you get there. Um, but by doing that, building value in the product, when people when times get tough, your typical customer at that point is going to be upper middle income people, because you care about the quality. They're really not you know. Two or three thousand, four thousand uh, dollars in new gutters and gutter covers is really nothing to them. They just want it done right to beautify their home, keep the keep them uh, off the ladders, and so you can do that. And so you you learn how, like I did, learn how to do more with less and just be more efficient with your marketing. Well, it's um, funny how you, you sound a lot like. Uh, me with respect to the fundamentals of lead generation. I believe there's four R's. It's repeat, referral, radius around your job sites. Now, radius can be going door to door. It can be social media around your job sites. It can be keywords for specific neighborhoods online, right? And then, of course, uh, you know, when you've got your repeat, your referral, your radius, then the online reviews makes it all perform even better. Yes, yes. And so your radius marketing, um, what we do is when we sell a job, complete it, I have those beautiful drone photos because it gives you the beautiful, unique angles. Uh, My daughter then uh, builds a post for those um, based off of those photos or that project. And uh, then you market right around that with Facebook, okay? But then, um, I, because I, I are on the roofing side, because we sell uh, so many uh, roofs, um, CertainTeed has, because uh, I'm a CertainTeed uh, uh, contractor, recommended contractor, they have a bunch of programs that are available where you can actually go in and buy some of their marketing, ser- marketing services. So I used to have my daughter... Uh, I, I bought, uh, used to pay for AT&T, uh, it's called White Pages, and she used to go in and, and get all of the addresses, right, single family homeowners right around that installation, and she would send them an oversized postcard about gutter topper. Now I have uh, found out this company through CertainTe is going to do it, is, started to do that for me here this last fall, and for about two hundred and twenty dollars, they'll send out two hundred postcards right around that installation. So I have that going for roofs and uh, gutter protection. And now my daughter, that's freed her up because that used to take up most of her time. So what she's filled that void with is doing more social media posts and blogs, 
which is which Google eats that stuff up, and that gets you higher rankings. Yeah. So we've talked quite a bit about different ways to generate leads, you know, for gutter protection, roofing, that type of thing. Uh, I was curious. You're one of the few companies that offers a complete kind of menu of gutter protection options. You, you offer gutter topper, but you know there are other products like uh, Needle Guard and Leaf Solution, things like that, that you offer. And how, how do you, in the sales process, how do you funnel it down or narrow it down and help the customer, advise the customer to select the right product for their home? Is it, is it based on the shingles they have, the debris or combination thereof? It's a debris. Um, we, we only market the gutter topper. Um, and, uh, and, that, and that is because that's where I started, gutter topper. And then um, we use uh, the ratings from uh, Consumer Reports back in, I think it was 2008 or 2010 at some point. Um, and if you look at those ratings, gutter topper was rated the number one solid metal gutter cover. And that's, so that's what we tell people. It's the number one solid metal gutter cover uh, based off of consumer reports. Now we don't put that in any writing advertising because you can't use consumer reports in writing, but we just simply say a consumer um, uh, magazine because uh, you can refer to it in a generic sense. Um, so we basically surf off of that and that gets us in the house. So when you get to the house, you know, that sales method is, is you don't just knock on the door and, and let them know that you're there and then measure everything. No, you, you, you get them out of the house. You simply knock on the door because they're expecting you because you've set the appointment. You reach your hand out and uh, shake their hand and, or ask them to come out and give you a little tour around the house because no other contractor will do that because most, most contractors treat it like a paper route and just leave the estimate without talking to somebody. You get them out of the house, you walk around um, the, the house and you point out certain things. You let them point, point it out and then you can add to it. And so by the debris and the trees, um, you know, obviously if there's pine needles, that's when you shift things over to uh, the needle guard. Um, if you've got uh, a huge house with huge valleys, uh, we don't really do a lot of, uh, of Terminator. Some companies, that's pretty much all they sell, which is fine. Um, but you do the same thing. Uh, you just, if they've got pine needles, uh, the, the pine needle, the long pine needles specifically, they can eat a Terminator up. Same thing with a gutter topper. So you have to shift them over into the other product. Um, we probably, the footage wise, probably solution is the largest um, as far as feet footage that we sell of the of the uh, the three that, that we do terminator we only use it in certain specific situations like if they have a metal roof and the water is flowing down the roof much at a much faster rate obviously um so we just shipped them over but um um Solution, you know, gets into you fall back on it. Solution is not something that we go into the into the home to sell. Um, it's a fallback position, so um, we price it accordingly. So it's basically about a third less, and uh, then gutter topper. And uh, so if, if price becomes the issue, and it's always the bottom line, but if you've sold it correctly they usually will take your recommendation and will uh, even, you know, uh, uh, bite their, their tongue or whatever. they'll write the check for gutter topper. But if they can't do that, then that's when you recommend solution. You talk about the benefits and how it works. And usually you can save, you can make some money coming out of the house with that. Um, the, on, the, on the roof side of it, um, we always show gutter topper, but um, depending on the cost of the roof, um, you know, you really have to um, make an assessment. We're, we're fortunate enough in our area, um, there is a website called Beacon. I'm not really sure of the website address. Uh, my office staff takes care of this, but we know what the house is worth before we even go there. And so um, you could, you already know okay, can they really afford the gutter topper or the solution? So you're at least in your mind, you're, repair, you're, you're prepared to uh, move to some, shift to something because of economic reasons 
not because of debris, but always we go in there focusing on the gutter topper because you can you can use the uh, consumer reports ratings uh, based off of that, and of course the PRI asphalt technology uh, testing, independent testing too. Uh, we use that all the time. So you've mentioned that you know the sales process has evolved for you. Originally, it was more of you know the bidding extreme, if you will, or you're just kind of uh, going out and, and visiting briefly, measuring and, and bidding the project. And now you're at a, at a much more extreme end of the spectrum with respect to methodology and a step selling process. Can you tell us a little bit about what some of those steps are that are really important? I know you, you mentioned your sync display and, and you know demonstrating because I think before anything sure. can be appreciated, it must first be demonstrated. And so can you tell us yes. about that? Sure. Um, we can get into specific pricing or, you know, not, not necessarily numbers, but, um, on how you want to price things out in front of the customer. Um, but I'll just, I'll just give you a specific thing of, of how we do it. Uh, and it's basically professionalism. Um, you know, when the lead is generated, most, a lot of the leads, ironically, people will, send you the request uh, on from our website or send me an email um, or they will, in addition to that, they'll also call because uh, the number of phone numbers are there. And uh, so when you, we call them back, it, we, we're, we're uh, briefly explaining what we require. Um, we set the appointment, but we don't set the appointment unless all decision makers are present. And so now, with the, on the roof side, it's a two-step process. We have a measure call where we go out and meet with them and uh, give them the brochures. And uh, uh, I've got a booklet that talks about uh, all of our products, our reputation. It's got referrals, all of that stuff in there. Uh, it talks about how we pretty much handle everything. And then we measure and inspect, and then we go back. A separate appointment and do the re proposal review because a roof's got a lot more involved and you're talking you know when you're selling anything from you know twenty five to fifty thousand dollar roof all of our roofs we sell right on the spot at you know at that review meeting and so this, it works you know people will hand you that eight ten twelve thousand dollar check for the first third because we break it up in thirds but for gutter topper you set the appointment. And make sure that uh, the office staff knows to make sure that uh, the requirement is. And the requirement is designed, that we just tell people, it's designed to assure customer satisfaction and protect our five-star rating. And that's why we, we require it. And they understand that. You know, it's, it's very hard to have a five-star rating and, and to attain it. There are steps involved. And the steps are not something that we just came up with. It's uh, the customer taught us that. This is what they require us to be a satisfied co uh, contractor. Because sure. that's most people will, will go on the internet and they'll look at contractor ratings. So that's the first thing. Up front, you set the appointment, you go, um, and you always want to be on time. Um, that's the first impression. Always be on time. And if you know something comes up and traffic is going to delay you four or five minutes, you call. And let them know that I'll, I won't be there until, you know, uh, appointments at one o'clock. I'll be there at 110. And they appreciate that because uh, that's being showing you're being pro professional and you're being uh, you're taking into consideration their important time. But either way, they're still inviting you to their home. So um, when they you know, we require a yes and no. You know, I say that in my head. They're inviting us to a, to the, to their home. So when you get to the, the home, um you don't just immediately go inside the house. You knock on the door and you get them outside. That's um, a lot of people will go inside and they'll see a picture on the wall and they'll start talking about, you know, the little warm up thing that you, you, you do that salespeople do. Well, this is the perfect way of doing it. You get them outside, give, give you the tour around the house. Now, you, you know, one house, you know, you understand that it's really not much different a house, blah, 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 blah. But to them, None of the other contractors did any of this. They didn't ask to uh, go outside and talk about their system uh, to inspect it with you so that you can point out things that they didn't even see. 
And so it you know, takes like five minutes. You're walking around the, the house and then you ask to go inside and, and sit. And when you go inside, you got to be prepared. You should have some kind of booklet, pre-printed booklet uh, that we hand all of our uh, customers uh, that has our license and insurance on a little piece of paper that's on a different color. So it sticks out like a sore thumb. That's in that little brochure. But the brochure basically talks about um, all of the features and benefits of Gutter Topper, it, it has um, how you run your little uh, uh, mission statement, um, little things, and it talks about the other products that you do. Because if you do, if they hire you to sell gutter, to, uh, to, to put a gutter topper on their home, they may hire you for the other. They probably will, as long as you uh, end up with a five-star review or they're satisfied customer, because you know, most, most people don't. Uh, leave reviews, but then there's incentives that you use to get a review out of them. So you, when you go inside, you sit down uh, with uh, the homeowners. Um, you, well, for us, you know, it's putting the sink unit right on the table. We usually have an iPad uh, that has the gutter topper video on it. Plus it has a little slideshow that we go through with them. Uh, we sit and talk about how we approach, uh, you know, before we go outside and measure and inspect your, uh, your gutter in more gutters in more detail, um, we go through and talk about the company. And then we also will show them uh, how the gutter topper is installed. And then um, there's the price list. And we, with the price list, uh, we charge for everything. Okay, so let's talk about gutter topper. When we install gutter topper, um, we do it while we're installing gutter topper, we do a tune up of the existing gutter system. So that is if they're not replacing their gutters, we're going to tune it up. And there's a charge for that. That tune up consists of cleaning it out. It's not free. Got to pay somebody to clean those gutters out because you'd be amazed at how many people will ask that question, you're, you're going to clean my gutters out before you put the gutter topper on, right? Well, of course. Yeah. So there's a charge for that. So, you know, we talk about the tune-up. The tune-up is cleaning the gutters out. If there's any hangers that are loose, we, we tighten them up. We may, we may add some hangers where the gutters need a little extra uh, strength. Uh, we reseal all of the seams. And then well, that's while we're installing the gutter topper. So there's a tune-up charge. We also... Uh, uh, charge extra for end caps. Uh, we use, uh, if there's any inside corners, so we use the B1 diverter um, uh, specifically. And so there's an extra charge for that. Uh, some contractors, when I was originally taught this method, uh, method there you know, could be a, a, a little upcharge for like second story or third story. We don't, I, our, my company, we just don't do that. Uh, but you could. And that's understandable. People understand that you know, it's going to cost more two stories up as, or three stories up as opposed to a one story. So all of those have extra charges and you have that on a pre-printed form uh, or sheet. It's, uh, typically, we put that in like a, a, a sheet protector, a clear cellophane. So at the top, it's got the regular price. And below that, it's got the discounted price. So we go in and we discount, all right? And it could be, and, and historically we've used that consumer report uh, testing because they also publish, uh, I don't know who they called at the time, but they did. And at that time, uh, back in uh, 2010 or so, it was like $21 a foot. So we you, we actually add to that because add to that number because I mean there's been inflation a little bit and certainly <laughs> the last year there's been a lot of inflation so um, we bump that number up a little bit and then that's what we we discount off of so that's our really that's where we start as our price and then the discounted so I'm just going to throw a number let's say twenty one dollars because that's the old published price of gutter uh, what Consumer Reports came up with for gutter topper, we would discount X amount of percent off, and that might bring it back down to maybe $15, $16 a foot. But when you start, you add in the other little extras, which are also discounted, by the way, the B1 diverter, uh, you know, first story as opposed to second story, the charging for end caps, the tune-up fee, that will build that price back up 
And typically, historically, you'll end up above $21 a foot. Or you might be, you know, of course, every house is different. It might be back up to $18, $19, $20 a foot. That's the way that that method is, is designed. And so when you put that, uh, the pricing sheet in front of them, you just don't put it out there so that they can see everything. You kind of cover it up with a piece of paper and you go through line by line and you, and you, you d disclose the price so that they don't just immediately go down to the bottom, bottom line price as far as um, what it is on anybody's house. So you take them right through that and then you say, okay, uh, I'm, uh, any questions? And then they typically say that they don't have any questions. They say, okay, I'm going to go outside and measure, but I'm going to keep you entertained here while I'm outside. And there's a little uh, important video that will tell you a lot more uh, information about uh, the gutter topper part of the uh, product specifically. And so you start the video. Now, I don't recall how, how long the video is. So, um, and I think that video was originally designed to based off an average time of you going outside and measuring. And so um, I've added some slides to that and then it segues into the video. Um, but then you go outside and you measure, you do your little drawing, you price everything out and you're using basically that same price sheet um, on a black and white piece of paper and you fill out the regular price, you fill out uh, the discounted price. And then when you go back in, you've already left in that uh, clear uh, uh, paper uh, protector, the price list. So you know what's going on. They know about how many feet they have. And they may have been told by a previous contractor how many feet a gutter. They're already figuring the price out. So price conditioning, boom, they, they're, they're, they know just about ballparking it where they're hoping you're going to come in at. And the other point is, is you're not making the price up. They could literally take that, that uh, sure. pricing form outside and measure their own gutter system and know what it is. So it takes out any dishonesty uh, on your part, uh, fudging the numbers or anything like that. So when you go back in, the second half of that, uh, the slideshow that's on the iPad that isn't in with the uh, video, gutter topper video, is to... Um, we go through and we show our competitors' products. Okay, we don't we don't beat them up or you know uh, anything like that. The pictures speak for themselves. We just talk about the differences between gutter topper and these other products, and that's when we use the independent testing for PRI asphalt technologies. Take them through that so they understand it. So what you're doing with that, and that might take five minutes. Okay. What you're doing with that is that you're you're eliminating your competition because if you when you become comfortable talking about your competitors' products and again it's not to trash them it's just to show the differences in uh, in the way the products work that I mean I have the used to have I don't go out and do the sales anymore but um, when I did I, there was, a lot of times those people would mention that they're going to call their competitor and cancel the appointment. Okay. Because they're going to, you, you're going to walk out with a sale. So after that's done, you go through and you talk about the warranty, the safety. And then of course you then pull out your estimate form that has all of the numbers on them. And you Hold your piece of paper up there and you take them right through the measurements. So you're disclosing the regular price for the gutter topper, the tune-up, and you take them down. They show that. And this is the total for the total based off of the regular price. And then you go through the discounting pricing. And so when I'm pulling that little form out, I typically say that uh, you know, uh, uh, I'm going to show you the regular price first, so don't faint on me. You know, and that usually gets a little chuckle. You just say something humorous. And uh then you go right through it, and they see, oh my gosh, you know, I'm gonna if I if I make my decision today, and you make that very clear before you walk outside to measure, is that in order to to uh, uh, receive the savings, because part of those savings are based on me not having to come back and get a signature. Sure. We don't do fax, we don't do fax or email or anything like that because if we have to come back. We're going to. Uh, um, 
going to have to go back through and make sure we're all on the same page. But it's fresh in their memory. All of those savings are part of the discount. Save me gas going traveling dollars is double what it was. And everybody understands that. So it's part of it. And generally, when you use that that uh, method, um, you're gonna, within, and, and this whole process only takes on average about 40 minutes, by the way. If you exit out uh, all of the, you know, the little chit chat, you know, about it's sunny out and how what the weather is and the warm up and all that little stuff, it's about forty minutes. Sure. And uh, within certainly within an hour, you're done. And you know, I've had them go an hour and a half. But that's only because we talked about different things, or, or you know, the sale and attic would have been made a half hour ago. <laughs> sure. um, so that's basically the sales method. Yeah. Uh, of, of selling. Well. We've talked about lead generation. We talked about selling. One of the things that really, you know, hinders people in the gutter and gutter protection specifically is, is service issues. And there's some common ones and they struggle with dealing with them. Can you tell me a little bit about what you think really hurts gutter protection companies the most and has them kind of even getting out of the category and focusing on other products as a result? Yes, yes, exactly. Um, and I know from talking to other contractors and Tony and Mick over over the years, um, the number probably the number one reason that that uh, contractors stop dealing with gutter protection is because of the callback, the service calls. They don't know how to deal with it. And so, what I've always done is uh, I do all of my contacts with my customers via email. Some of them text, but majority I require email because when you're responding, replying back and forth, you've got a history of what was promised, what was said by and, and putting things and typing and writing keeps everybody honest. And you can go back and remember what you promised. It holds everybody accountable. So that's where I start with. Um, then, um, so you, you start up that communication back and forth. Um, because you want to make sure um, you're being completely honest with people. Um, then, so when someone does uh, call or um, um, email, um, I then do two things. There's a, I have a pre-made email that we send out. You just click your it's a signature. So it can be a template depending on what kind of an email program you have. It's already pre-written. And it simply asks them two questions. Number one, um, is there any, has there been any roof work done since or performed since the gutter uh, protection was installed? And number two, I have a photo of probably the number one callback for gutter topper, and that is uh, the debris getting uh, dried right in this little area on the gutter topper. And I have a photo of that. And I said, you know, does, does the gutter topper look anything like this? Um, and that does two things. Um, it, it's typically, uh, you know, somebody that uh, uh, didn't, you didn't get an immediately immediate call back from like, you know, three or four days or a week later when they've got overflow. Uh, it's usually because they didn't rinse off the gutter topper. And so then there's a little pre-made uh, email that if they answer that question, yeah, it looks like that photo, there's debris stuck in there. And, and a lot of people think that it's actually overflowing from the inside and it's not. And, and part of that uh, in the warranty, it does say that, you know, you, you know, if you get debris that's been washed down to the very edge and then it stopped draining, so not enough water flow to push it off onto the ground, it can dry and get stuck there. And so in the part of the warranty, it states that you know, periodically you have to go out and rinse it off. And it's really simple. And I, I learned all of this not from a gutter topper. I learned it from an 85-year-old lady in South Bend, Indiana. I was across the street making a sale, and she flagged me down after I made the sale. And uh, she says, I want to show you something. And she, I went in the front door, out the back door, and she goes, are you familiar with this problem with gutter toppers? She goes, in fact, here's how I handle it. She rinsed it off. And I said, no, this, this was built back when I first, you know, a couple of years of selling gutter topper. And I learned that, and that's why it's in the, in the listed in the warranty. Periodically, you have to rinse it off because the dirt gets caked on there. And that doesn't happen on most 
most uh, gutter topper. It's just in certain uh, situations that it happens. It happens on my own house, but I never have to climb a ladder or anything like that. If it's even if it's on the second story, I just use a nozzle, sharp spray, and it sprays it off. In fact, uh, the original uh, uh, Ronnie, the original gutter topper installation trainer, uh, I think they used to when Tony's uh, uh, original. Uh, uh, franchise or, or dealership in his own in uh, Cincinnati. Uh, I think when they made gutter topper sales, they actually gave people a little nozzle so that they could rinse. Uh, it was part of the sale, so they could rinse the gutter topper off. So that's that's the uh, the number one reason. Number two is if you get some installers, um, some lazy gutter companies when they'll install the gutters on a, let's say a straight run of the gutter. Let's say the the run is fifty feet. When they run the gutter out of the machine, it'll be 50 feet, two inches, or 50, 50 feet, four inches. And so when they install the gutter, it it, it extends about uh, an inch or a couple inches beyond the end of the fascia. So when you put your end caps on gutter topper, you've got to remember to crimp the back or cut a little piece of aluminum from uh, another part of the gutter topper and close off that little hole because if you leave a hole about the size of your thumb, the little sparrows and the finches, the birds will get in there and then they build a little bird condominium. So that's the number two. And that's, so that's really easy. It's just a matter of training your installers to, to not do that. Sure. The first one with the debris is simply, um, it may only happen on certain homes. So uh, that's just educating the homeowner. The third thing, uh, or the second question in that first email that I send homeowners is if there's been any roof work done. And a lot of people, even though I send out those postcards, uh, they'll still have a roofer come in and do roof repair, or they'll have a new roof put on, and uh, they mess the gutter topper up. Now, when I say mess it up, it's usually they don't bang it or, or dent it. They simply don't either don't remove it and nail their shingles right on top of it, but they manipulate it enough so the water ponds on it or doesn't flow over it properly. So you don't get the proper water surface tension. So then, hey, that's a money maker. Now you're going, in order to restore that uh, gutter topper uh, lifetime warranty, uh, we have a fee. Sure. And that is $9 a foot. We'll come out and take it off and reinstall it. And your, your lifetime warranty is up and running again. That very rarely happens. So. You just have to have pre-made emails and stand behind your, your word and, and because it's your responsibility as a gutter topper dealer. If you do those little things, you'll eliminate a lot of the uh, uh, callbacks, but make your customer prove it. You know, they'll, they'll claim I, I've got a leak or um, uh, and, they, and they think they have a leak when they don't have a leak or the water's overflowing and, it, and it's not. Sure. So what I do is I email is really easy. I just take a screenshot of the little layout of their gutter system, which the, uh, the sales rep made when he was there to sell the project. And I take a screenshot of that, send it to him with those, that first email, the first two questions. And I ask them to identify, you know, circle it um, where, or draw an X or highlight wherever their problems are. And then, Send me a couple of photos standing back, you know, 30, 20, 30 feet in the yard so I can see what area that they're talking about. Because with the photos, then you can say, oh, well, you just need to rinse it off. And that negates most of the callbacks. There are certain situations that you do have to go out. There's some elderly people that, you know, can't get up. They don't They don't want to clean it off. All right? It's the but same again, thing in any, any portion of the, the home improvement <laughs> industry. You know, you get customers that call up in the window business that think the condensation on the inside pane of glass is a result of uh, yeah, the humidity the in the house. Yeah, it's humidity in the house. Or you get people <laughs> that, you know, that have mold and mildew growing in their new bath, and they think it's, you know, uh, the, the fact that the product is not antimicrobial as advertised, when in reality, there's so much soap scum or they're using the wrong cleaning agents. So you really <laughs> do have to hold your customers accountable. And exactly. And Make them do a little bit of work to prove it. And that's you're simply you're trying to save everybody time and teach. OK, yeah. you know, if something was installed improperly. Hey, you have to stand behind that and uh, 
go and go and fix it, but investigate it first. So in a worst case scenario, when you're installer, you send somebody there to go fix it, they know what to look for. The photos tell us a little a highlighted area or circling the, the little layout of where the problem is. And, and that's how you eliminate a lot of it. Now, you know, yeah, you get, we probably do uh, in a year, probably maybe 30 service calls, but that's only because I have, you know, over 7,000 previous customers, sure. <laughs> you know, and then, but you learn, you, you get up a little system and the eval is so easy to do. Um, and those can be revenue yeah. opportunities, getting back and face to face with your customers. You can sell them a roof or something else that you may have in your product mix. Yes, because you stood behind your work. Um, you know, there's the old rule of thumb. You know, you take two houses right next to each other, identical roofs, identical gutter layout. You know, there's just a reverse of each each house. And one house, you can have no problems uh, at all. The other, pro the other house, you can have a, a problem or two. But if you corrected it, that homeowner where you went back and corrected it will sell you more projects than the homeowner that didn't have any of it. Right. It's amazing how that works. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Scott. It's been a pleasure talking with you and you've really run the gamut and the gutter <laughs> and the gutter game here as far as, you know, marketing, lead generation, sales, you know, installation service. And uh, I think there was a lot of value for, for the listeners. So I appreciate you being on the gutter grind and look forward to talking soon. And if any of the contractors out there have any questions, they can email me Scott at scottdennison.com. And I'd be more than happy to help anybody um, work through the situation and how to become better and successful at it. Awesome. Thank you so much, Scott. Hey, you're welcome. Thank you. Yeah. Okay.